thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Tune in each week as we listen to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world, sharing their personal stories about their teams, tools, process, and feedback. Check us out at cxchronicles.com today or listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. All right, Kathy Delps, welcome to the show. Uh, super excited to, uh, to to chat with you today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So guys, um, Kathy is the VP of Global Customer Support at Zendesk. So for many of the listeners of our show, we are intimately involved with, uh, intimately involved and aware of Zendesk because it's probably one of the biggest tools that many customer experience and customer service folks have to use every single day while working with their, with their customers. So Kathy, we're super pumped to have you on the show and, and hear the story today. Thank you. Um, Kathy, why don't we start off the show like we start off all these shows. Why don't you take a couple minutes to talk with the CX Nation a little bit about your own personal elevator pitch. How did you get into customer experience and customer service leadership? And how did you land yourself in the role that you're in today, leading leading the CX efforts at, at a company like Zendesk? Sounds good. Um, and uh, this is definitely going to age me, <laughs> but I'll, I won't start at the very beginning. Um, I, um, I'll start with... Um, uh, AT&T Broadband, and this this is the aging part. I started with AT&T Broadband before they became Comcast, and when uh, companies were starting to get into digital support. So this was back in the day where people were excited to have an E title. So I was <laughs> the leader of E Care, um, and uh, the the remit there was to create you know a, a meaningful experience with customers through using digital support. Okay. Uh, it, I led the um, flagship center in Colorado, um, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, and at, at some point in, in that uh, journey, my boss uh, moved to eBay and it was talking to me about how amazing eBay is and um, eventually, you know, recruited me to go there. And, you know, this was back when eBay was not wild, wild west, but it was definitely a pretty startup at the time. It was okay. super fun to work there. Um, we launched, you know, a lot of customer facing initiatives um, that um, was, you know, groundbreaking at the time and really focused on the customer. And um, along that journey, um, eBay bought Skype. And sometimes people forget that because it was such a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, I was a Skype fan, Kathy. I was always a Skype fan. Oh, that's good. I remember. <laughs> I and I had to explain what it was to people. <laughs> it was really fun. It was um, an opportunity for me to stretch my my goals. I was living in Salt Lake City at the time, and um, this would be my first international experience, which I was really excited about. I was running the entire um, customer support organization globally, so there was a lot of opportunity to. Um, learn new things and get super creative. Uh, it was a really amazing um, time in my career. Um, and uh, I, I was there for almost four years. There was nothing wow. um, to, uh, you know, have, you know, I was in Estonia a ton and traveling around and really creating um, what needed to be a super nimble organization um, that was at, in those early stages. And so, 
um, at, at that time I'd realized uh, I'd been in London for four years and I was starting to feel like I was missing out on the lives of the people that I love the most. And it was time for me to come back to America um, at, at which point um, Belkin found me. And so I worked at Belkin for a while. It was an interesting experience. I, uh, I learned one of the reasons that I wanted to work there is that this was the first time it wasn't digital support that I was or SaaS company that I was um, supporting. So this was really products on a show. Yeah. More of a product here. Yeah. I learned the dreaded words, uh, product recall, (laughs) (laughs) how that impacts an organization. Um, and you know, for various reasons, um, that, that job became a little bit, uh, stressful, um, and not necessarily going in the direction that was, um, maybe the best for my career at which point, um, Spotify found me. And so I moved from California where I was working at, uh, at, um, Belkin and then moved to New York to work for Spotify. And this was freaking amazing, to be honest. It was <laughs> nothing to be sitting at your desk and Cheryl Crow was, you know, picking up a solo concert in the break room. That's <laughs> so awesome. It was really fun. Um, it was also a place where there was a lot of opportunity to do super creative things. So the brand was very playful and fun. And my very first week, um, I was in, in uh, New York, but my main team was in Cambridge, England. And okay. this was back when um, the Olympics were being held in London. And I got a, a group, a uh, company-wide email with the, the subject line said, nice rack. <laughs> it was called <laughs> R-A-K, And I'm like, what the heck? Oh, boy. Um, but I, exactly. But I learned that um, rack stood for random act of kindness. And what had happened was, um, a customer had written in with a question, um, and the, we had some pretty good intel on our custom, customers there. Um, and the advocate realized, the agent realized that this was actually a rower on the Olympic team. And so he wow. took four of his colleagues and did, you know, side, you know, like pretending they were rowing in four desks, you know, <laughs> side by side. And behind them, they held a totally handmade sign that said, Good luck, love Spotify. That's and awesome. This day, I get chills because it was, there was no, um, manufactured quality about it. You could tell it was totally homemade and genuine. And um, that customer tweeted out to his thousands of followers, you know, uh, look at this. They not only fixed my problem, but sent me this cool pic. And That's so awesome. It was really cool. And I realized, okay, this can't be random. This needs to be in our DNA. And so we couldn't actually stop and take a picture for all of our customers. So we built a toolbox of things that the advocates could use um, to create these um, really unique experiences with our customers. So um, lots of things like you know, sending playlists or you know, when my team in Cambridge came on to work every day, they every advocate chose two songs and they created a playlist and that was the, what they were listening to. And so we would often, you know, respond to a customer and include that playlist saying, this is what Spotify is listening to today. And we also knew that the customers became stickier when they, created their third playlist. So we were helping the company in that way too. Um, and so, uh, I'm, you know, long story, I made a personal decision to move to Australia that um, I was there for a couple of years and um, realized that that, that necess- wasn't necessarily the best experience for me. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, Adrian, this is a, a conversation best I've had over a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> it landed me back in the United States where I found, um, where Zendesk found me. And for me, this is like the, the 
uh, pinnacle for me because I organize and run a, you know, I'm honored to run the customer support organization inside a customer support company that is yep. all about making um, those experiences amazing. So um, I've been here for a little over three years. We have gone through major transition. You know, I'm inspired every day by the vision and what we're trying to achieve. And I feel um, really lucky to be part of a company where what my team does really makes a matter or really matters a lot and makes a difference. And, and that translates to the advocates themselves. And I think as the listeners would agree, there's nothing more important than, you know, knowing that uh, their voices are heard. It's less about Bagel Thursday or, you know, (laughs) other things that we motivate employees on. It's more about knowing that what they do makes a difference. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Kathy, first of all, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I mean, I just want to, I mean, some of the names you mentioned, AT&T, eBay, Skype, Belkin, Spotify, right? These send us, these are like, these are huge, huge companies. These are huge brands and these are companies that pretty much um, are globally known. So I think it's incredible that you were able to kind of traverse such a such an awesome career in wildly different businesses. And also, I got to imagine that some of the some of the teams and the individuals that you get to work with on these teams, and then and then probably mo- most fun and most importantly, some of the customers. I mean, it had to have given you such a you know, such a wide scope of experience, um, seeing, uh, you know, seeing how things can be challenging, seeing how things can actually be easy and really not that difficult to approach. That's an awesome, awesome background. And it's an awesome uh, back setting for what we're going to hop into today. I'd love for you to spend some time talking a little bit about the Zendesk team. Why don't you tell the CX Nation about sort of your day to day and talk with us a little bit about the team that you're running today, Kathy. Awesome. So, and thank you. I really consider myself super lucky to have had the opportunities that I have. It's, um, it has been an amazing uh, ride and I'm grateful every day. So, so the Zendesk team, uh, you know, I'm usually brought into companies when they need someone who can build process and protocol, but not mess with the culture. And that's a pretty nuanced place to be, to bring people along in a vision that's now creating process and has new guardrails, but also bringing people along in a way that they feel inspired by what they're doing. And um, that's that's been the challenge. Um, That, you know, honestly, Adrian, we could talk about this for a whole podcast. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But at Zendesk, I inherited a wicked, talented team. Um, They're super inspired, dedicated, and smart. Um, But just had an opportunity to realign with the business and customer goals um, and update you know, how we were doing things. So I'm still in the process of creating a customer first organization. We've gone a long way, but we really want to be an organization that consists of uh, the right pillars to do the right things. So today um, I have a customer trust organization, a self-service team that, you know, dedicated to creating that awesome experiences that is frictionless for our customers um, an operations team, of course, and a, a strategy and innovation team. And there are the usual suspects that fall under those organizations like training and quality assurance that couldn't be more important, um, workforce management, business intelligence, and our critical incident, uh, I'm sorry, incident and escalations team. Okay. Um, we also have a premier support organization, and that's taking care of some of our largest customers that require a very 
high touch engineer grade experience. Yep. Um, and we have a co-sourcing organization and that's pretty fledgling right now. We've built that in a way so that the brand is reinforced in everything that we do. We don't call it outsourcing. We call it co-sourcing because okay. we, we really want to create um, the feeling that while this is a, an external partner, they're just our colleagues in another part of the world. Yep. Um, so these teams, as you know, are the oxygen to creating a healthy customer support organization in not only just running it, but in continuously improving it. That's awesome. So number one, you guys have a number of different uh, positions laid out on the pitch. That's awesome. I'm not, I would, I'm not at all surprised by, by that, that the fact that a company like Zendes has a really well-organized type of team. Um, you mentioned a number of different types of positions and roles. Um, how, like in the time that you've been there, Kathy, how did these teams kind of work together? I imagine I, some, of the, some of the different team names that I heard, they're probably positioned in different parts of the Zendesk customer journey, right? Where as different types of customers or different tranches of customers come through the Zendesk journey, um, they affixed to different parts of that journey map. Can you talk a little bit about how they sort of work together to complete that full picture when a Zendesk customer kind of comes from the top of the funnel and then goes all the way through to being a fully engaged long-term type of customer? Oh, sure. So um, our, you know, the way that I like to build organizations is that we have experts in their particular um, field of expertise um, and they are, you know, in, in enabled to create great experiences and inspire and lead and innovate. Um, but we're all responsible for the customer. And so even though I've got a training quality organization, they are in every meeting when we're talking about, you know, how we operate or how our, our employees are engaged. So the, the journey begins really, you know, at the very beginning with our trialers and how do we make sure that they're super successful. Um, one of the things that we're in the process of doing right now is creating really bespoke experiences. So it's not just about how do we segment our customers into, you know, small, medium and large and the unique experiences that those different kinds of segments um, are having and the kind of support that they need, uh, but also, you know, where they are in their customer journey and making sure that we're capitalizing on, you know, what we learn to create like this, the best experience possible. I, I love that. And, 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 and the only reason why, you know, I think it's so important, Kathy, is you and I were talking about this the other day. It's really common for, for small or medium businesses or more specifically for some of these young, uh, tenacious, scrappy startups <laughs> to not realize how critical it is to know your ICP, know who your ideal customer profile is, know what your customer segments are. Even if, to Kathy's point, it's simple stuff. You know who your small, your medium, and your large clients are. Oftentimes, regardless of what type of product or service or business or industry space that you're in, those customer journey maps are going to be wildly different for those different tranches of customers. So knowing that and building a team and building a process and a workflow to sort of encompass that, is, it's, it's huge. It's one of the easiest ways that you can set your business up for success. Agreed. 
That's awesome. So, um, Kathy, I'd love to spend a little bit more time kind of talking a little bit about, so you've given us an awesome picture of the team and how you guys are built and all the different types of focus areas that, that, that lie within it. Can, can we spend a couple minutes talking about systems and tools? I mean, Zendesk is, you know, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, most popular tools that I would say from, I know many of the conversations that we have here at CX Chronicles with all these customer focused business leaders, Zendesk becomes a, a major part of our daily, uh, our, our daily battle toolkit with customers, right? Where whether it's helping to manage tickets, manage customer communications, manage customer information or things that are going on in between an agent and a customer. Why don't you spend a little bit of time giving us the high level on some of the tools and the systems that Zendesk offers and, and spend a little bit of time talking about kind of what excites you about the product that you guys offer to your customers each and every day. Um, absolutely. So, you know, of course <laughs> we use Zendesk and, um, we are the very first users of Zendesk, as you would imagine. We are Z1. Um, Z1. we are Z1, <laughs> which is incredibly cool. And we're really proud of that. Um, so as you would imagine, um, we use Zendesk, um, for everything. We are a hundred percent on guide and our team is doing some really cool things there. Um, and that's all of the products that make it easy for us to create um, great experiences for our customers to help our, help themselves, which they continuously tell us that's how they would like to be um, informed. Um, we are, of course, experts in products like chat, talk, and, you know, of course, support. We are moving today to a chat first um, uh, company, um, which is creating, you know, you know of course, best of all CSAT and uh, responses in minutes instead of hours. And we're experimenting with that right now. And so far, so good. It's um, really been well received by our customers. Um, we are the beta for our new tools and features. So yep. this is one of the most fun things I get to do. And it's also one of the most important things we do um, as we operate as a business who appreciates that we have experts who talk to more than a thousand customers every single day. And so we, um, we are uh, constantly in, you know, conversations with the business about, you know, really understanding what our customers like and don't like as a resource to how we build and imagine what are the things that our customers want. Yep. No, that, 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 that's huge. And I think, you know, Kathy, as you and I were chatting the other day, I think for me, I've been very lucky to, I've used Zendesk in, in many of the businesses that have been a, a part of helping to scale. And I think the big thing, you know, is just, there's an organizational piece, number one, but number two, you said it at the very beginning of the episode, there's something about working with the business that really has that customer centric uh, fiber built into its culture, built into its mission, built into its, uh, its, its, its overall vision. Um, and I think that you can feel that with, with, with the way that the software has been built. And I think that you can feel that with any type of interaction that I've ever personally had with the Zendis team has been phenomenal. Um, and you have customer minded folks that are just good. They just get it. They get the understanding of how important it is to connect with customers um, to kind of, you know, meet on a plane that makes sense for both parties. And then the other thing is this, you guys have grown rapidly, right? So to your point of being able to use the tool for your own beta, like you have, you've been able to work with so many different customers, you know, across the world that it's allowed you guys to continue to test, iterate and expand on the tools that you've built inside of the Zendesk um, offerings. That's absolutely right. We are, um, you know, I think that 
you know, understanding what our customers want and listening to what our customers want is one of the things that Zendesk does a lot and does really well. Like, um, you know, I've been blessed, as you said, to work for a lot of cool companies. And we sometimes, you know, even with the best intentions in the world, forget that we're working for our customers. And it, that doesn't happen at Zendesk. I think that the, um, the overarching knowledge that everybody's thinking about our customers and everything that we're doing is helping us build these, you know, amazing experiences and tools and features that, you know, our customers are asking for. We have a very robust um, voice of the customer program where we, you know, one of the most important things you can do in a customer support organization is, you know, feedback to the business where you reduce the friction in the first place. So, you know, not at Zendesk, but a lot of other companies, for example, it's, you know, password reset. And, you know, you can build all of the ways in self-service or in in customer service to fix that or respond to it or, or, um, you know, build great self-help. But, you know, the, the idea is that we feed back to the business that this is a huge friction point for our customer. Let's eliminate that in the first place. And so that's one of the biggest things we're trying to do that, you know, if we we're building great customer support for customers for, for, you know, the, the, how they need help, however they need help, but we're also going back and saying, Hey, let's not, let's create a, a, a business methodology that removes that need for help in the first place. Yeah. Yep. No, it's one of the most important parts of being able to listen to your customers, refine your product, refine your service, uh, always be iterating or getting, even if it's just the, you know, the the age old, like 1% better a day type of thing makes a huge, um, a huge positive result sweep at the end of the year. I love it. So Kathy, we've talked about team tools process. You, you just started getting into feedback. I'd love, I'd love to just pick your brain on one more follow-up question on the feedback part. What's, what are some of the, your personal favorite parts of sort of working with or rolling around some of the customer feedback that a business like Zendesk gets. So I got to imagine you've got a nice loud customer base, right? It's a bunch of customer experience, customer service and customer selling professionals. So obviously we really love to talk loudly about the things that are either going great or the things that aren't going so well. What are some of your favorite things to do to kind of roll around in some of the Zendesk customer feedback and get a good pulse for what customers are thinking or how they're feeling on a given period of time? So uh, that's such a great question. And, you know, you think about, um, of course, analytics is super important. So our world is changing constantly. The circumstances we're facing right now, for example, you know, who could have predicted we would be in this situation? Um, But even under normal circumstances, technology is changing every day, customer expectation changes, and we're impacted by everything happening in our economy, politics, world events, and people's lives. Um, So, you know, the data that we get around that is super important, but then we do a ton of other things to listen to our customers face-to-face. So one of the coolest things about um, my job right now is that our customers are my peers in the world. So I'm in so many opportunities to have one-on-one conversations with customers, but we all do also do a lot of cool um, things in other parts of our organization that gather like customers together. And we call mind shares where we get a bunch of customers together, sometimes with a common theme to discuss, um, sometimes with highlighted customers to talk about what's, what's happening. I was just in one yesterday where um, it's just, it was like 40 customers from all over, you know, the world really, um, who were just talking about how do you segment and what right. are the best practices. And so we've built this community, you know, of, um, of engagements where, 
Um, I attend all of them as much as possible because I learn something every single time I do. Sure. And for the business, last, the last mindshare we had, we had our um, SVP of products sit in that meeting and she's hearing all of this cool stuff that we're doing and what our, what our customers are saying are friction points. And there's nothing better than having that face-to-face understanding of what um, customers want or what they feel like it could be better. And so there's that. We have a really robust community support organization inside my organization where, um, you know, we have absolutely lively discussions of customers talking to customers on pretty much any topic you could imagine, um, run by a really great uh, team of people who are really listening to that. And that feedback gets back to our business as well. So we, it's not, um, it's not one thing. I think about that as like a campaign. It's not data that we look at only. It's not, you know, the loudest voice in the room. It's, you know, as many ways as possible, we can actually not, just listen to our customers, but hear what they're saying and and react in a really positive way to to help. I, I love that. And, and and most importantly, I love the social piece of that, Kathy. I, I love the fact that like there's not let's 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 face it, there's not enough companies and there's not enough, you know, global brands out there that take the time to make sure that they actually get their cut not only not only their teams with their customers obviously that's a give you got to be doing that but getting multiple customers together whether it's by way of a focus group or some type of like social community group so there, there are a number of examples of businesses that have gotten really good i i i look at like a company like airbnb has done a phenomenal job of building out like their whole social community fabric where they literally make hosts and guests feel like one alike but but i love that you just hit on the fact that you guys are regularly doing these customer huddles i love i love the fact even more that you've got the svp of products sitting in on that because if you can't hear like the top three things that 40 huge well customers are trying to tell you about the way that they're going to need your product or your tools or your solutions to work moving forward, especially since all of us, every one of our businesses and every one of our customers uh, needs have changed in the last six months, even if it's just by a couple degrees. That is awesome. That's like a really, really great modern way of of making sure that you're listening, you're asking, and you're really socializing all those learnings uh, across the customer and across your own business. That's that's awesome to hear that. Yeah, we have, we have a really dedicated, um, inspiring a senior leadership team that care a lot about our customers and every one of those mind shares is is uh, attended by you know our CEO or you know our CFO or CIO and all of these um, you know um, you know very busy people will absolutely take the time to hear firsthand from our customers how they're feeling uh, what they like and what they'd like to see done better Yep. And you can, guys, for, for any of you ha- who have not been able to join one of the, the Zendesk conferences, Kathy, I was at um, one of the, one of the last ones in New York city and it was awesome. And what you just said in terms of like the way that the leadership team at Zendesk interacts with your customer base, all you have to do is go, go to when, when we all resume to, to being able to finally gather in person again, and then hopefully in the near future, knock on wood, but like you, you could feel that in those sessions. So like in those relate conferences, you could feel the way that the senior leadership team would engage not only with the people that are uh, attending, but just the way that you engage with partners, the way that you're constantly looking for, other potential strategic marriages with other technology companies, you can feel that stuff. So, so I think that's awesome that, that that's the type of uh, space and place that, that, that you're, you're able to work on each day. That's awesome. Yeah. I, but we'll have to catch up at the next one when, when the world writes itself, <laughs> come on soon. but I agree. It's, it's a really fun, energizing 
optimistic, innovative way to really engage with our customers. It's one of the most fun things we get to do. Absolutely. So Kathy, as we begin to wind on the episode, I'd love to make sure I give you an opportunity to talk about some of the features, some of the highlights, anything that you want to pitch about some of the awesome things that you guys and or, or more specifically your team is working on at Zendesk today. So um, that's, thank you so much. And uh, like we talked about earlier, it's crucial for companies to get real-time visibility into data across their entire organization. Um, so uh, Zendesk this week uh, is launching Explore Enterprise, um, and that's real-time analytics tool that enables businesses, you know, to basically understand all of their changing customer needs and, you know, really inform decisions, not only in support, but in sales and product and across uh, organization. So we're super excited and as somebody who has worked in this industry for a very long time, um, <laughs> it's kind of the holy grail, everything you need, you know, at Zendesk and then to be able to really know about your customers in one integrated space. It's super exciting. So, you know, I'm in love with what we're doing to help customers every of every size shape um, become successful. It's what, you know, it makes me feel good about what we're doing in the world right now. It's what we should be doing, especially now, but our goal is to continuously make doing business easy um, for our customers. Kathy, um, as we as we get ready to kind of wind down the episode, why don't you uh, share with us, where can people find out how to get in touch with you and how can people learn a little bit more about getting in touch with Zendesk? Um, sure, so I am Kathy Dalps, um, D-A-L-P-E-S. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, of course, and then I am Kathy with a K at Zendesk.com. Um, you can read about uh, Zendesk, you know, in all of the usual suspects from magazines to our websites. Um, we put out quite a few different um, uh, journals, um, but uh, visit us at uh, Zendesk.com and um, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about uh, what we're doing and what we think is, you know, the inspiration for the future. I love it. Okay, great. And Kathy, before I let you go, I have to throw one last question. It's a little bit of a curveball at you, but I, <laughs> I love asking folks this. It's a, it's a fire round question and it's, uh, I, <laughs> no, it's okay. You'll get through it. But I want to know, can you share with us um, what's, What's been one of your most memorable customer interactions? So you've got 20 years of all this incredible customer experience, customer facing um, experiences, working with all these different great businesses. What's like the one customer interaction that like sticks out that you remember that you always kind of go back to? Oh my gosh, there are so many, um, but um, I will, I will go back to eBay and I, I think, you know, although there are millions of them at Zendesk too, um, this was touching from a human perspective. So um, we had, uh, back in the day, it was really early on, um, this event called eBay Live and customers would come from all over. Um, and uh, this is, a, this is a, a, a story that was told by Meg Whitman, who was the CEO at the time. Okay. Um, and it was about a customer who, it was a customer at eBay Live um, a parent and a very um, severely handicapped daughter. And um, they told the story that 
um, you know, uh, this daughter has become super successful on eBay um, and to the point where the mom was able to quit her job and then her father was able to quit their job to wow. you know, support the business. And, um, and, you know, that made it possible for them to have full-time care, um, you know, be with their daughter, you know, as a family instead of working, you know, jobs that uh, separated them. But then they said, you know, the best thing though about eBay was that, you know, on eBay, she wasn't handicapped. She was a business person. Hmm. And so that gave her a, you know, a platform to be, you know, just herself. Um, and it just, it gives me chills to this day to think about it, um, you know, really making a difference. I think that there's, you know, there are tons of ways that we, in, in uh, um, you know, we, are, we have a different DNA in customer support and, you know, our, we're motivated by a lot of things, but we're, we are people first people. And when you can make a difference, it's um, powerful. That's why we do what we do. I love it. That's an awesome one. And, and thank you for sharing that. I couldn't agree more. It's one, it's one of the best parts of working with customers, period. It's the interactions, the engagements, the stories, the things that you learn, whether they're good or whether they're bad is a different thing. But like you just learn so much. And, 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 and I got to say, each day is a little bit different than the next. So it becomes, it becomes a, a constantly changing, always, always different world. So I love it. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on to the CX Chronicles podcast, sharing your story. This has been an absolute pleasure. But absolutely. Thank you so much. It's um, been really fun. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Thanks, Kathy. You bet. Thank you for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the CX Nation, tuning in to customer-focused business leaders from across the world. Be sure to check out the CXC website. And as always, find us on any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks so much for making this show a reality and being a part of the CX Nation. And as always, folks, remember to make happiness a habit.